By now, you've all heard of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, the latest book published by Mama Jumbo Shrimp. It's more than just another wine book. The fully updated second edition was inspired by students of the Vinitali International Academy and painstakingly reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. The benchmark producer's feature is a particularly important aspect of this revised edition. The selection makes it easier for our readers to get their hands on a bottle of wine that truly represents a particular grape or region. To pick up a copy, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to Masterclass U.S. Market with me, Juliana Colangelo. This show has been designed to demystify the U.S. market for Italian wineries through interviews with experts in sales and distribution, social media, communications, and so much more. We will quiz each of our esteemed guests at the end of each episode to solidify the lessons that we've learned. So sharpen your pencils, get out your notebooks, and join us each week to learn more about the U.S. market. Hello, welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast and Masterclass U.S. Wine Market, a new series on the Italian Wine Podcast hosted by me, Juliana Colangelo. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Cynthia Lohr to the show. As the daughter of California wine pioneer Jerry Lohr, Cynthia has spent part of her youth in the vineyards and cellars absorbing aspects of the wine industry firsthand. As an adult, she chose her own path, establishing a reputation for in strategic marketing communications and brand and business development while working with the who's who of leading internet and technology companies. In 2002, Cynthia rejoined the family business as director of communications for Jaylor Vineyards and Wines. And in 2009, she was named marketing vice president. And in 2019, Cynthia was named chief brand officer. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Juliana. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. So in this episode, Cynthia, we're going to talk about marketing communications, which is your expertise and, and background and also happens to be what, what I do day to day as well. So I'm really excited for to talk to you specifically. But we're going to focus on multi-generational family wine businesses and how we market those types of companies outwardly, but also inwardly. Yes. So many wineries in Italy are also family owned. So I'm really excited to hear your insights and your take on this topic. Our three key takeaways for the audience for today's episode are going to be number one, how to effectively communicate family business values externally. Number two, understanding why consumers care about purchasing products from family-owned businesses, so how businesses and wineries can leverage this aspect of their company. And then number three, some important things to remember when communicating about a family business internally, as we know, internal communications are also critical to running you know, a successful business. Um, so let's get into it. So Cynthia, to start, let's talk a little bit more about JLOR. I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with your family and the brand, but for those who aren't, talk to us a little bit about the history of JLOR and, and your role today with the company. Absolutely. And thank you again so much, Juliana. I'm so passionate about family business in general and uh, just appreciate the chance to share some of our uh, story with you. So our business is turning 50 years old next year in 2024, and we've actually been growing grapes for over 50 years in California's Central Coast 
appellations of Arroyo Seco and Monterey County, and then later in Paso Robles. And this came about because my father grew up on a family farm in South Dakota. So, you know, first generation uh, family business back there and came out to get his graduate degrees in civil engineering uh, from Stanford in California, where he met my mother. And in his first business, which was a building and development business. He designed many custom homes throughout the South Bay area and along the Central Coast. He and his building and business partner found that they had this mutual love of wine. So they started scouting plots and vineyards, first in Monterey County's Arroyo Seco, because that's where a lot of the best uh, white wines were coming from. And they set their boots down and planted their first vineyards in 1972 to a smattering of nine different varieties. They thought they would try Pinot Noir and Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, etc. But they quickly found that Chardonnay and Cabernet Sauvignon do not grow well side by side mm-hmm. in that cool <laughs> Burgundian-loving uh, climate. So right. my father then later, as he was trialing many red wines, settled in Paso Robles for our red varieties. And we have been Central Coast wine grape growers all these years with a focus on Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Merlot, and Sauvignon Blanc, and a whole host of other spice rack varieties, as we call them, as well as other blenders in the Rhone category, and bring us To current day, fast forward, we are owners of 4,000 acres of estate vineyards, all sustainably farmed uh, in Paso Robles, Arroyo Seco, Santa Lucia Highlands, and then lastly, a small plot named after my mother, uh, Carol, the Carol's Vineyard in St. Helena in Napa Valley. Uh, 27 of our 41 wines are certified California sustainable. Amazing. And our three wineries in Paso Robles, San Jose, which is our flagship original location, and then our production winery in Greenfield, nestled right there in Roseco. Those are all certified California sustainable. So we are a whole family business. I share ownership with my uh, two brothers. I'm actually flanked by brothers, the older brother, Steve Lohr, is our CEO. Our younger brother, Lawrence Lohr, is COO of our vineyards. I'm chief brand officer and co-owner, and Jerry is still our acting CFO and co-owner. Amazing. So your family is really one of the leading uh, families that established that region, right? I mean, back in the 70s. And- I think so. Yeah. I think so. We, you know, we were fortunate to be there, you know, very early on and, you know, other uh, families in the area, such as the, the Wente family and the Francioni and Griva family and Scheid family. There are many uh, families that we can really look to for uh, setting a course for Central Coast wine grape growing. And certainly in Paso Robles, you look at Gary Everly and um, Justin Baldwin and, and many others. But I think where we differ in in a degree is that many of these wineries that had their footprint in California's Central Coast back then have not grown to the scale and reach that J. Lore has. Right. Absolutely. You have 
expanded in terms of what you're planting, but also your scale and production. And what I, I find really admirable is that you've grown sustainably, um, as you mentioned, with those 4,000 acres all being farmed sustainably, and then many of your wines carrying that certified sustainable seal, uh, which is incredible to be offering consumers options for purchasing sustainable wines, nationwide wines that are available uh, in so many different outlets too. Yes, thank you. So, you know, family businesses, that's the focus of our conversation today. Uh, They're so common in the wine industry in California, but of course also in Italy. Um, you know, in your role leading all the marketing and communications initiatives at JLOR, how are you able to differentiate JLOR from other family-owned businesses, both you know, here in California and domestically, but you know, on the international stage as well, as I know you also have an export business? Thank you. Such a great question. And I feel that I really honed my abilities when I was representing tech companies in the uh, mid to late 90s and, and beyond before returning to our business 22 years ago. I actually started out to get my feet wet in the late 80s, working in the quality control lab, as we called it back then, and also in the tasting room. And at the time, I wanted to find out what else I was made of because I didn't truly understand what opportunities would arise for me in this business, even though I always knew from early conversations with my father when I was in high school and college that I wanted to somehow positively impact and prosper the brand. So in my role as um, communications director for various companies, including Alexa Internet, prior to its acquisition by Amazon.com and launch Yahoo and seeing Yahoo through taking Yahoo public, it became very clear to me early on that communications were not a nice to have, but a need to have, particularly as communications, PR, marketing, all impact the bottom line. And if used strategically, uh, are one of the key differentiators that set brands apart. And so I have always used that to my advantage. And so whether it's internal communications, such as our town halls or Mm -hmm. our employee newsletter, where we take the opportunity to highlight milestone anniversary years of many of our 250 uh, employees across the winery and vineyards, or translating live our town hall into Spanish so that our Spanish-speaking audience in attendance can understand live the major topics that are in focus in our town hall. It's really all about personalization. Mm-hmm. It's about living your values, demonstrating your values through your actions and your initiatives and treating others as you would wish to be treated yourself. So that may sound a little uh, pat or overused, but this is an example that uh, our father, Jerry, has set forth from, from day one. He really, whether he is working with water officials in California's central coast to find long-term water solutions, to working with our very first vineyard managers In Arroyo Seco, my father gives respect to everyone, and that is a tone that is carried through, I think, in all facets of our business and something that my brothers and I hold very, very dear to our hearts. So for us, it's really about living our core values, setting examples of of who and how we want to be in the world through our actions and our initiatives, and then 
uh, quite honestly, one key differentiator for JLore is a total authenticity. So you spend any time at all with my father or any of our leaders within our business, you find that we are all aligned by a common purpose, a common goal to produce the very highest quality, best caliber wines we possibly can from our chosen appellations and our more than 40 distinct vineyard plots. And so with that underarching overlying goal, we're all able to come together with that sense of, of purpose daily. Now, we have always been very vineyard driven. So we're not about the next gimmick or the next, uh, you know, campaign, even though we're blessed to have many different initiatives to call on to promote our wines because we have so many distinct family stories. At the end of the day, we're about what the land gives us, what the vineyard gives us, marrying uh, innovation with time-tested uh, winemaking expertise. And that, I think, has been just really a key to our success. Well, I think um, I love what you said about living your values um, and demonstrating your values through your initiatives and your company and also the golden rule, right? I mean, it, it sounds simple, but I think it's some of those foundational things that we need to come back to in business, right? And remember. Always, always. You're so, you're absolutely right. And Giuliani, you know this, uh, being in a family business and representing family businesses, it all comes back to, exactly. you know, how do you live? How do you breathe? How do you inculcate into your culture, your values? Yeah. And on our, one of our, our last episodes, we spoke with Josh Wand who's the creator of Force Brands, um, and he talked about the importance today more than ever before of sharing your values, being transparent with your employees, and that's also a really key piece to that leads to better employee retention, but also yes. uh, employee happiness, which we know is so fundamental for a successful company. You know, and on that note, um, you know, earlier this year, in start of 2023, we saw a lot of articles, including a, a column from Eric Asimov in the New York Times about how the wine industry can better reach younger consumers by connecting with their values. So again, going back to this connecting with values, not just with your employees, but also with, with your consumer. So how do you think family-owned businesses can communicate their values effectively to reach consumers that are looking for values-driven brands? Oh, absolutely. So did you know that that article received over 1,500 responses? Wow. I'm not surprised. It definitely brought you a lot of attention. I'm not surprised either. There was a tremendous amount of energy behind this conversation that he sparked. And so more power to him, both in alignment with his position, but also some countering that. And I think it's really important to get the dialogue going. So I so appreciated that he uh, took a stand and, and, and put this out there. So my observations, and you know, we all have so much data that we can draw from, but my observations are, are numerous in that right now, at this point in time, we have this incredible confluence of events occurring. We have increased sensitivity to issues of climate change and social equity, as we all know. We have a reshifting and refocusing of values as a result of the pandemic. We have 
far too many fabulous products on the shelves. We have tremendous innovation in packaging. We have tremendous innovation in drink and that which can be consumed via cannabis, etc. So we are deluged with a tremendous number of really quality, interesting choices for enjoyment, for more serious consumption, etc. And I maintain that to be relevant to this younger generation of consumers, you have to understand what they care about, what's important to them, and what is not important to them, I think, though there are some uh, pockets where multi-generational families may uh, find this differently. But what I think is that uh, younger consumers are taking away, uh, taking out of the equation some of the seriousness, enjoying and appreciating wine. It's much more focused nowadays, as you know firsthand, Juliana, is focused on what are the experiences, the high quality experiences that are going to uh, give me lasting memories of whether I enjoyed this bottle of wine at home with friends or I actually visited a winery? How is this going to be something that speaks to me personally and that I want to excitedly share with my my friends and my communities? So I think that's one thing we've seen. We've also seen um, a tremendous focus on um, almost just whimsy, mm-hmm. you know, taking, a, again, the, this, the seriousness out of the equation. It's how bold, how fun, how memorable, how exciting, how unique can the experience of this alcohol beverage be? Is it portable? Is it in a can? Is it with, you know, deeply uh, arresting packaging with so many choices there are so many different ways to to stand out but what i see as being one of the very biggest arbiters of this more youthful demographic and their consumption choices right has to do around what do you stand for what are your values how do you treat people what what are what's your outlook on diversity equity and inclusion what does it mean to be a socially equitable company what are your processes and methodologies around sustainability? Are you serious about sustainability or are you just greenwashing? So I think for this consumer set, it truly is all about uh, how are you expressing your values through the choices you make in your supply chain, in the weight of your glass, absolutely, in how you source your grapes. And consumers are paying attention. Yeah. It's really clear that consumers are paying great, great attention. So for a company like J. Lure, I feel like we were a little bit ahead of the curve, not only because of our authenticity and our family ownership, But we have always been aligned toward taking responsibility for how we craft our wines at every level. So this is not just a fad or an initiative. This is something that we've been practicing for many, many years, you know, stemming from my father's love of the soil when he started farming barley, wheat, corn, rye, and using a soil amendment uh, called triticale to fortify the the soil. So it all stems back to our roots, which allows a company and a family business such as J-Lord to be just in a really great position. Definitely. And I think what you said, you know, in there, um, a lot of great, great tidbits and information, but really what stood out to me also is, is experiences, right? Like 
people are looking for that experience that's going to leave a mark on the product that they can repeat back to their family and friends and feel like, you know, they have something to share, a story to share about, about the wine. I was in Napa um, with some friends who are not in the wine industry uh, a couple weeks ago. And at each of the wineries we went to, uh, I was actually a little surprised by how much they, information they wanted to learn about each winery. They really were very interested in the family history, how the wineries came to be, the dynamic of the founders. Like they wanted to hear those stories. They wanted that information. They didn't want to just taste the wines in a nice setting, but they wanted to to walk away really understanding the place that they had visited. So I think in family businesses, these founder stories are are so inspirational. The, the 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 story of your family, the story of so many, you know, family owned wineries in, in Italy as well. And I think sometimes we um we forget to talk about them, right? They they might just be so intrinsic to us that we we forget that there's a whole world out there that doesn't know our stories that we need to to share our stories with. So like you said earlier, it, it's really true. It's really true. And you know, I'll just tip my hat to the family businesses in Italy that have been leading for many, many generations. I think of all the countries that we all get to experience or come to know, my understanding is that Italy ranks among the highest of propagation of of multi-generational family businesses over seven to 14 and beyond uh, generations, which is, (laughs) as we all know, not easy to do. Not at all. But truly, truly, truly admirable. So I think there's something there about uh, just completely um, transmitting those values through the generations and understanding uh, that your community is in support of that uh, should you choose. So my my hat's off to uh, all the family businesses in Italy that many of us in uh, California and throughout the States look to for case studies on how to do it right. Italian Wine Podcast, part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp family. Yes, absolutely. They have uh, many, many years on us here in the States. So there's, there's always lots to learn. You know, well, you, you said something earlier that I really appreciated as a, as a communicator, but that communications can be one of the most powerful tools and strategies for a business when done correctly. So, you know, when speaking about communicating values and ethics, J-Lore just did a great uh, campaign and uh, earlier this year, J-Lore Women, uh, celebrating women in the wine industry, but also Talking about some of the issues around the lack of equity in the wine industry among women, we know that less than 20% of winemakers and distillers uh, are women in the U.S. So obviously there's there's room to improve there. So can you tell us a little bit more about the JLOR Women campaign and what that entailed and how you communicated JLOR's values through that campaign? I think it's a great case study for our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it all starts in some ways with a cold call that I received in 2007 from a tremendous industry leader by the name of Deborah Brenner, who is the founder of Women of the Vine and Spirits. She cold called me asking me if I would hold a wine club book signing 
party for her brand new book called Women of the Vine, where she featured stories of women viticulturists, women owners, women winemakers. And that really got me thinking with her big, bold move of how can we all support women in this industry to move forward? Because even a decade ago, it was not as we are now in terms of understanding the wealth of skills and leadership and forward movement that women bring to this industry. So recognizing that uh, we are fortunate uh, to have a a female co-owner in our business, which I think is becoming increasingly uh, rare, uh, but also a female uh, winemaker of white wines, Kristen Barnheisel, and then recognizing that we have tremendous uh, leadership at the highest level. Uh, I think we have more female VPs than, than we do uh, male VPs. Understanding that this was a, a key differentiator for JLOR, we realized that we have something very unique here. And so we are this year in our sixth year of the hashtag JLOR Women Campaign, which again, drawing on that initial uh, exposure from Deborah Brenner, her vision to elevate the stories of women in the industry and create more opportunity for their advancement, we started to look at uh, and focus on who are the women in various uh, uh, facets of our business who are leading, who are mentoring, who are contributing in significant ways to the advancement of the wine industry overall. And the more we dug into this internal exploration and realized we had something really galvanizing for consumers in the trade, the more (laughs) proud we were of highlighting all of these incredible women. So this year we decided to take a slightly different stance and um, ask internally who from among our female employees and also uh, our male allies, because we all need men to champion the uh, success of other women, not just in our business, but across the industry, um, who would like to participate in this campaign. And Juliana, I was so humbled. We had about 45 different people from all facets of our business raise their hand to participate, whether it was through um, sharing uh, their their image for POS or offering a social media soundbite, um, video, uh, testimonial, you name it. And so we employed just about all of them in this very wide-ranging initiative to this year bring young women and also men for that matter, or however um, they are identifying, um, an opportunity to come to know three facets of JLOR Vineyards and Wines, uh, sales, uh, marketing and branding, and the science, so meaning um, making and viticulture. And we uh, have had a series of three LinkedIn Lives where we have had panels that have been moderated by our fantastic director of HR, Jen Martinez, and we're giving folks an opportunity to apply for what we're calling shadow day scholarships, where it's essentially all expenses paid, spend a day with key leaders within JLOR in the field, absorbing the best practices and day to day that we encounter. So as to hopefully shape uh, some of these young people, it doesn't have to be young people, whether 
it's um, a woman in a mid-career transition or someone questioning whether there is a role for them to play in the wine industry or how do you get into sales in the industry? How do you get into marketing? How do you translate a biochemistry degree into viticulture enology? We wanted to make a clear pathway for more people to get exposed to our fabulous industry. And we didn't just stop at what would be expected as 21 and over um, participants to apply for a Shadow Day scholarship. We also are making it available to college age students, albeit via a virtual um, visit with all of us. So we we looked to do something different uh, this year, but then we're also... Um, aligning with uh, particular uh, curated wine uh, packs that have our names on them. Kristen has one. Our viticulturist, Angie Perry, has a a curated wine pack. I have one. We're all out and about. Uh, We're all contributing to various um, uh, ways to recognize the role of women in this a very important month of Women's History uh, Month. As a matter of fact, our VP of Marketing, Rhonda Motil, has been nominated for a Woman of Impact for the American Heart Association. Congratulations. That's great. We're so proud of her, and this, this is so incredibly deserving for her. And she has been working very hard to galvanize her resources and her influencer base to help promote awareness for uh, women's heart health and more. So we have just been taking this month by by full force, but our hashtag JLower Women campaign, though it has run uh, since January, we have another perennial initiative that uh, uh, helps to prosper our family values that is all year round. And that is our JLOR Touching Lives initiative, which I know you're also familiar with. Yep. And this is the initiative that I started in concert with National Breast Cancer Foundation in 2009, after we unfortunately lost my mother due to complications from breast cancer in 2008. And we joined forces to help raise awareness for the importance of early detection and also the level of resources and community community building that an organization such as National Breast Cancer Foundation wholly stands behind. Now, they are a family-run organization just like J-Lore, and we took our namesake wine from our mother's vineyard, the Carol's Vineyard Cabernet Sauvignon, and $3 from every bottle purchased goes to provide baseline mammograms for women in impoverished pockets of the U.S. Wow, it's amazing. As well as patient navigation services and hope kits, which are a uh, special box of just warm, fuzzy, organic, feel-good items that are really meant to encourage women regardless of where they are in their breast cancer journey. And to date, we have donated over a million dollars in uh, patient navigation services, mammograms, hope kits. Oh, it's amazing. And this will go on in perpetuity. But the real power of this, Juliana, is how this has served to spark a much greater story across consumers and trade all across the nation and beyond. Because while 
our many constituencies look forward to October as a new month to just, you know, reignite that interest. This is something that for us, whether we're packing Hope Kits with a distributor here in California or doing a number of winemaker dinners throughout October, November, and beyond in the East Coast, West Coast, in Texas, wherever, this is something that to us uh, is a deeply personal story. Right. But here we are again, living our family values. We care so much about the community that has helped to raise and build and prosper our brand over all these years, that this is how we give back and take care of communities all across the U.S. And as I travel, I hear from so many people who come to me and say, thank you so much for this initiative because my 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 mother, my daughter, my sister, my aunt, um, whomever has been touched by breast cancer is dealing with it now. And they appreciate the chance to help raise awareness, to uh, act with resource and, and time and treasure to make a difference. So we feel really, really good about that initiative as well. That's amazing. I mean, I think what we're hearing in, in, describing all these initiatives and campaigns is that as a family business at JLOR, you express the values that you have as a company and you're tying what you're doing in the market and with your brands to your, your family's values and your family's beliefs, which I think is really powerful. And I think a really great example uh, out there for, for other family-owned wineries as well. So thank you for kind of sharing all that detail, Cynthia, and, and diving into these campaigns and what they mean for your family, but also how you've gotten them out there in the market and the effect that they've had for the brand. Sounds like they've been really impactful for the growth of your brand. And and as we know, and, and for the listeners, JLOR is, is growing and is becoming you know one of the nation's number one leading wine brand. So obviously we're, we're seeing success from these campaigns, which is, which is great. Thank you, Juliana. I think one of the most critical things that I see and that we continue to endeavor to do, because we all know it's not easy to do nowadays, but that is to just really uh, connect personally with our consumers to better understand what they care about, to show a family face, uh, behind the brand, um, you know, no disregard or disrespect for uh, corporate brands, but I do think that being a part of a family brand and connecting personally, connecting deeply with consumers does indeed make a difference because we're doing it in the right ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we could go on for so much longer, Cynthia, but I, <laughs> I, we do have to start wrapping up. So I, before we go, though, you have so much experience both within JLOR with your family's company, but also uh, outside of your family's company in tech and your, your previous experiences in communications and marketing. So I'd love to just hear some tips, recommendations for our listeners when it comes to communications internally, because you spoke a lot about, you know, the newsletters, translating your town halls into, into Spanish, which is so excellent, but just some, some tips and recommendations, things to keep in mind, some very practical tips for other family owned wineries when it comes to communications. Uh, Absolutely. I'm a big believer in um, transparency and frequent communications and the frequency of communications can happen be it, you know, formally or informally, it can be 
email, uh, phone, uh, text, etc. It's how I build trust with my uh, colleagues. Mm-hmm. That frequent and very accessible uh, communication. I basically uh, tell my uh, my folks that uh, I'm available to <laughs> you, seven a.m. to ten p.m. Wow. You know, and but after ten p.m., I might not <laughs> pick up a. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> or what have you. So for me, it's about, you know, a, a, a cadence of accessibility, of frequency, but also it's about how you communicate and your content. So for, for me personally, I am willing always to make myself vulnerable, to share my real life uh, concerns, issues, problems with my family or what have you to my colleagues, because our colleagues truly are family uh, to us. And so I believe very strongly in treating others the way that I would like to be treated. So I will always treat uh, our colleagues uh, with respect. And also I will always champion the successes of our colleagues in whatever ways I can, whether it's via social media or amongst our town halls, whatever it takes to demonstrate within our family business that there are folks living core uh, J. Lord family values um, across the business is what we want to spotlight. So I feel like we do a, a great job um, with that. The internal employee newsletter always highlights um, uh, various folks in the jobs that they do. We tell stories of leaders and folks working in, in the barrel room or working out of our cellars. It's all about understanding how the parts all contribute to the whole and that every part that every colleague plays is vital and important and contributes to the whole. Mm, absolutely. I think those are really fundamental things for, for businesses to remember. Transparency is something that we spoke a lot about with, with Josh as well from Force Brand. So you know, hearing that that come about again, you know, it, it's important, I think, and it's a great way to reiterate the importance of transparency and communication. So thank you for that. Um, so we'd like to quiz each of our guests on the podcast. It is a masterclass after all, uh, just to really uh, hone, hone in on what our key takeaways are for each episode. So uh, for each question I ask, please do your best to answer in one sentence or less, please. So we'll get go ahead and get started. So question number one, what are three things family-owned wineries should remember when communicating their family values? So the three things that I think family-owned wineries should remember when they are communicating family values is uh, to be authentic and real, to demonstrate true care for consumers and the trade or whatever constituencies you're dealing with and personalization. Mm, I like that. All right. Question number two, why do consumers care about purchasing products from family owned businesses? I find that consumers really want to see themselves in the brands that they choose to align with. They want to feel Again, not to overuse the word authenticity, but they want to feel a very heartfelt, very personal, very authentic connection with brands that they care about because they will see and feel that the brand cares about them. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. And finally, number three, 
What is the most important thing for family-owned wineries to consider when building a values-based marketing initiative or communications campaign? Therein lies the the key question. (laughs) Honestly, what I have found over my 35 years, Juliana, in marketing, PR, and communications is that you have to dig deep and really know what you stand for, really understand what the family values are that you are going to propagate for generations to come that feel real, that feel true, that feel that they are going to be the legacy and the make you are going to mark in future generations and how you want your business to be known. Okay. I love that. Thank you, Cynthia, so much for joining us today. I mean, I think I, I learned a lot from our conversation and I think some of the things that really stood out to me are, you know, that the importance of, of the golden rule and treating others how you want to be treated, but also transparency um, and being true to yourself and your values. I think those are all really important uh, reminders for, for our listeners and, and so important in, in business. So thank you for being on here, the show with us today to, to share that your wisdom and, and uh, your story at JLore. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Juliana. And thank you so much for the opportunity uh, from one family business to another. I just really respect all that you are doing to lead the way. And to the listeners out there, keep doing what you're doing. It matters. And now more than ever, it's incredibly important to carry forth those family values in ways that are meaningful to all you touch. Thank you so much for that, Cynthia. Cheers. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Juliana. Cheers to you as well. Thank you for joining me today. Stay tuned each week for new episodes of Masterclass US Wine Market with me, Juliana Colangelo. And remember, if you enjoyed today's show, hit the like and follow buttons wherever you get your podcasts.